What has to happen for St. Joe, Mike? Obviously, you talk about the learning curve a little bit. First-year head coach uh, Paul Rodeo, the son of longtime head coach at St. Augustine, Paul Rodeo. Um, not a new team. He's got some veterans there. B.J. Mitchell, one of the better players in the Cape Atlantic League. Is it just going to take some time for St. Joe to gel? Last night, maybe a game that got away from him a little bit early. Well, I think St. Joe kind of, you know, although it's early in the season, they're kind of at not not a crisis point, but maybe at a fork in the road a little bit here. They're three and three. Uh, they lost a while with Catholic on Wednesday night. They lose to Middle on uh, on uh, on uh, last night. So now, you know, they've got to kind of, you know, uh, sort of right the ship and get back on track. The good thing for St. Joe is they're right there still, even with the loss to uh, Wildwood Catholic, they're still there in the United Division. They're still more than capable of grabbing one of those two spots in the Cape Atlantic League tournament. And that's probably their goal right now is to get one of those two spots. And with players like B.J. Mitchell and and Val Bedino, uh, you know, they're more than capable of grabbing one of those two spots. This is just one of those bumps in the road that, you know, Every team except, you know, the real elite teams hit at one point this season. Another big-time early season game, at least a game with possibly some Cal tournament implications. Again, it is early, but every game counts. You have EHT taking out Oakcrest last night, Mike, in overtime. And we haven't talked about the Silver Eagles much. They went a little bit far from home to play that Christmas week tournament out in Shippensburg. But, you know, they come back uh, with some wins. Now they're 5-2 and two all of a sudden. Is EHT a team we have to talk about as potentially uh, one of those teams sneaking into the Cal tournament? Well, I think absolutely. You know, in the in the preseason, you know, I picked them as one of the wild card teams to get into that tournament. And so far, they've kind of lived up to that billing. They're five and two. The two losses are to Holy Spirit in Atlantic City, which kind of puts them behind the eight ball as far as grabbing one of those two automatic spots in the. Uh, in the Cape Atlantic League American Division. Well, one reason that I love the Cape Atlantic League tournament is it's early January, and, you know, last night a game between EHT and Oakcrest, if there wasn't a Cape Atlantic League tournament, it would have been just ho-hum, you know, that's another game, you know, one of 26 on the schedule. That's a big win for EHT last night. You know, that's almost a, a playoff type of win for them. EHT and Oakcrest are both teams that are kind of in that wild-card mix when it comes time to pick one of those two wild card teams, that's a, that's a win, a solid win that the uh, Cape Atlantic League seating committee can look at and and uh, you know and give the nod to uh, and give the nod to EHT. So that's a big win for them last night. Maybe another team looking for one of those wild card spots in the Cape Atlantic League tournament would be a mainland and. Uh, the Mustangs seem to be hitting their stride a little bit. I know they lost to Holy Spirit the other night. It was a pretty uh, pretty close game there. And then they do get the win last night over Apsigami, 61-52. to Dean Deveni, 27 points in that one. This is a kid that, you know, had to play behind a couple big guys last year. Uh, Darius Jerkins, obviously, going on to play at, at Stockton. So doesn't get a ton of time last year. But, but he's a guy that steps up last night, and he's going to be a big key for mainland going forward here. Well, it's a big win for Mainland last night. Again, we talked about EHT and Oakcrest. You know, Mainland's kind of in that mix, too, looking for one of those two at-large spots. They're 4-3. and three. They get 27 from Deveni last night. And they beat an Abzigami team that's coming off a big win over Cedar Creek, had some momentum uh, beating Cedar Creek 49-47 on, uh, on Thursday night. Steve Faribi there, uh, 6'6", junior, with 20 points and 10 rebounds in that game. So Abzigami had some momentum going into that game. Mainland with a good win today, and I think Mainland plays uh, you know, Cedar Creek today. And, again, that's one of those interdivision games that, you know, if there wasn't a Cape Atlantic League tournament, you know, maybe uh, – 
people wouldn't really notice except for the teams involved. But that's another game that can affect that race for the wild card spot. Four o'clock game out there, Mike. No local teams involved, but if you're a high school basketball fan and you normally wouldn't get a chance to see these teams, you might want to check it out. Montrose Christian out of Maryland up against St. Benedict's from North Jersey. Of course, a lot of people know St. Benedict's a perennial powerhouse up there. I mean, you know, this is just obviously a great game. No local implications, but again, uh, you're going to be watching some guys that are going to go on to play some big-time Division One basketball. Yeah, St. Benedict's number 20 in the country, and Montrose Christian always has some Division One players. So that's a game that's going to be played at a very high level. And, and what I like about the way the Adrenaline Classic did the schedule is it's sandwiched between two local games. So you can see Atlantic City play at two. Then you see St. Benedict's, you know, one of the top teams in the country, play at four. And then you can watch another local team, Holy Spirit, play at six o'clock. So that's a, a good way that they did the schedule there. Never like to see that thing. Of course, a team like Holy Spirit is not rooting for something like that to happen. Does that make the, the projected playoff field any easier for local non-public B teams, or is it still so loaded on that side? It's still still loaded on that side. It's unbelievable because in non-public B, you still have Roselle Catholic. You still have Gil St. Bernard's. Uh, you still have uh, Rutgers Prep is in there. You still have Trenton Catholic in there. So you still have, uh, you know, a, a tremendous field. Uh, but there'll be no Patrick School this season. Mike, I want to pick your brain a little bit about some girls hoops before we let you go here. And a, a game that you were, I believe, supposed to cover the other night, Ocean City against Bridgeton. Yes. Yeah, and uh, you had to call an audible there. There were some uh, water main issues in Ocean City, but they get the game in last night. Uh, John O'Kane over there to cover it for the press of Atlantic City. And really an impressive win by the Ocean City girls. Uh, both teams come in undefeated. Ocean City leaves undefeated, taking down Bridgeton 49-22. to So you want to talk about one of those big early season matchups. Uh, this one was certainly it on the girls' side. Right, Ocean City kind of living up to their billing. Again, Ocean City, very young last year. You know, uh, Grace Sacco, she was a freshman last year at point guard. Now she's a sophomore. She had a tremendous game last night, you know, which John O'Kane detailed in a story in uh, the Press of Atlantic City today and on our website, too. And Ocean City, uh, with a big win over Bridgeton, what really impressed me was the margin of wins because Bridgeton and Destiny Thompson have been playing very well. And for Ocean City to win that game by double digits is a, is a pretty good feat. And so now you have that Cape Atlantic league national division which has you know ocean city undefeated and uh, lower kate may and lauren holden undefeated so you know that's a pretty good division right there mike i know you're on a tight schedule this morning so we'll let you go we appreciate you hopping on and i uh, look forward to talking to you again next week all right mike thanks a lot always a pleasure all right mike mcgarry from the press